Another episode of Trans Tasman gibberish coming your way. Uh, live from the North Island of New Zealand. Adam, how are you, mate? Very well. Why to yourself? Oh, mate, wouldn't be dead for quids. Wouldn't be dead nah, for quids. Life's pretty good, isn't it? I mean, at the end of the day, 99% of my life's fucking awesome, to be honest. Uh, you have your down days, you have your up days, but we're alive. We, we won the lottery by living in fucking Australia or New Zealand. Look at the rest of the world, they're all fucked. Um, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Yeah, the tyranny of distance is a positive uh, in some instances, isn't it? Absolutely. And like, I, I, I listened to last week's podcast and I know we said it was really serious, but then I forgot that we talked about sex toys for about 20 minutes and I realised it wasn't as serious as I thought it was. <laughs> I, d- I don't think, I don't think, I don't think m- most of our stuff is not particularly serious. No, uh, no. But, uh, you know, it's nothing, like, it's nothing like a good sex toys story to oh, you know, get us over the mark. What an education I'm getting. Just, well, it's, it's, you know. Just up front, there are no sex toy stories uh, this week. Oh no, I've got pl- which I've is got a four. shame. Okay, excellent, <laughs> excellent. You're learning. You're learning. Uh, shit. Well, why don't uh, I, of course, am uh, Matt from the Gold Coast of Australia? <laughs> if you guys don't know already, uh, Tash, hello. Um, Every uh, the other three people are listening. Hello. Uh, I hope you're all well. Adam's going to lead away because that's what he does opening the batting. Uh, what have you got? Do you know I opened the batting for a Sydney representative cricket side against Zimbabwe schools and we played at Sydney University. And really? It was the first time I'd opened in ages and I never wore a helmet. So I wore a helmet and the first ball this guy bowled was one of the fastest fucking missiles I've ever faced in my life. Mm. The second ball I faced... It was actually at my head. I got my head out of the way and the bat in the way and it went for four. And then the next yep. ball, he clean bowled me. So that was my day done. And then... One for four. One for four. Oh, look, at least I got us off to a quick start. And uh, and then we had to billet these guys, right? And all they wanted to do was go to King's Cross. So we took him into King's Cross. Because I was... How old was I? I must have been 16 or 17. Oh, we're talking to King's Cross. Oh, my God. I had to rip most of those guys out of the, the brothels and try and get them home at a, a decent hour. But that was a fun time. That was... Yeah, I was surprised parents let me go to the King's Cross with some Zimbabwe schoolboys. But anyway, there you go. Um, right. Anyway, next. Um, look, I've got... Look, I've got... Most of mine are funny this time, but I've got a couple which aren't. So let's start off with the aren't ones. So um, stuff.cock.nz. Um ridiculous mum with terminal illness to lose house after insurer declines claim oh here we go let's talk about the ponzi schemes now right that i'm probably a part of um a whangarei (laughs) mum (laughs) battling cancer is horrified to find out her insurer will not pay her out because she did not declare a phone call she had with her gp in 2020 Right. So I'm just going to leave it there because that's just a great example of an insurance company just trying to rip the fuck out of um, people, right? For something so ridiculous like that. Yeah. So basically at the end of the day, I won't go through it all, but it it says um, she was diagnosed with breast cancer in May 2020, but she called this GP on April uh, 20, 2020. So we're talking days, right? Um, Perry said she thought the policy was already in place when she called her GP. Uh, the insurer accepted the paperwork for the policy in February 2020, and I was told my policy was accepted. So it sounds like it's a he said, she said sort of thing. Um, but come on, it, she looks like she's got to sell her house to pay um, pay her bills. Um, they've obviously gone to the ombudsman and contacted Fairgo, which is the equivalent of, I don't know what it's the equivalent of in Australia, but it's like the, the TV show where you need to get a fair go. Um, but you know, in terms of what I think, you know, this is, this is ridiculous. I mean, if she put it in February and she got it in May, I think that's plenty of time to have had a diagnosis and then pay her out. Um, let the little people win sometimes, please. Behemoths is what I'm trying to say. Insurance companies are the worst. The worst. Yeah. Yep. That's all I can say with that. Do you think, um... (sighs) 
the older I get, and I probably shouldn't say too much because I kind of touch on this industry uh, as part of my daily life or five days a week, but um, do you think the insurance industry, it's just they've made their own hype to make sure that everyone gets insurance? Uh, how often does your... Yeah. Okay, I'm not going to ask you this question about how often does your house burn down, okay? I'm not going to ask yeah. you that one because for most people, that's 0.00, but it happened to you, right? Now so you're married you didn't to have insurance. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> but you think of how often have you claimed on insurance apart from that one major incident, which I suppose is the reason you get insurance? <laughs> uh, home insurance. I've, that's the only time that we've ever claimed on it. Ever? Ever. Okay. I don't think we've claimed on anything else. I, I'm sure there are things we could claim on, but we never have. And that's part of the problem, I think, right? Because yeah. if you do claim, then you lose your no claims bonus, your rates yep. go up. So what's the point? So uh, for me, as soon as you make a claim and they put your rates up next year, that, that to me is a captured market and they're being crooks, basically. Mm. Yeah. Because you're, you're in a no-win situation. No matter what you do, you're going to lose. But it's the same with car insurance, right? So the minute that you claim on that, your premiums go up, everything goes up, you lose your no-claim bonus. So they're, they're trying to tell yeah. you, well, don't claim. Yeah. Don't but claim. Just, but pay anyway. But pay, pay anyway, you, but just don't yeah. claim. Isn't, but that's a captured... That's That should be fraudulent, I would have thought. You would think so. Sounds it. Certainly sounds it. So I got rid of my... I know I've spoken to this. I got just got rid of my health insurance and I self-insure my own health. I put money away every week. You know, and that's not going to probably cover, you know, if I get cancer tomorrow, right? But it's something. Um, but instead of paying five grand a year, I'm just putting that into my own bank account. Um, so hopefully I won't need it for 20 years and I've got lots of money in my bank account to pay for it anyway. So... For sure. Yeah. Anyway, insurance, eh? Bloody hell. And look, generally, it's funny with medical because generally... You know, unless it is, um, if it's emergency, then you, the public system covers you anyway. Well, like exactly. So if you, it's only elective surgery really that you're paying for for private health insurance. Yeah, yeah, you're so right. Don't do your knee. Yeah. <laughs> so mm. don't exercise. <laughs> don't exercise. <laughs> don't exercise. I go up and down stairs or off gutters. Yeah. All right. Well, we okay. okay. All right. Insurance so is I'm, shit. I'm, Great I'm, done. I'm starting on a serious note here, but. Yep. You know, there was another mass shooting in the, in the States. Did you see that? No. So, in Maine... School? 22... No, 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 no. Just three different locations in Maine mm. in the US. Um, mm-hmm. Guy went, went berserk. 22 people are dead after he went on a rampage. Northeast US state of Maine. Um, they Police have issued a shelter-in-place order, which is essentially mm. telling people to stay inside. Yeah. Uh, 22 dead, and at least between 50 and 60 wounded. Yep. Mate, this guy has got a fully automatic machine gun, obviously just cutting a swathe through these places. Can Okay, I understand that in their constitution that it says they have the right to bear arms, yep. right? When are these... Sorry. When are these cunts going to learn? <laughs> so... Like, it is... Go, it, yeah. Yeah, go. It, it blows me away. It blows me away. He blew all them away too. Exactly um, right. Look. So the right to bear arms. Like, we've all got two arms. So isn't that what they mean? We're bearing <laughs> our arms already. So yep. I, think, I think they're misinterpreting their constitution personally. Yep. Um, secondly, um, there's always the argument, oh, is you can't, oh, you can't change that amendment. We can't change that amendment because, you know, it's, it's in the constitution. And then you go, but that's why it's called a fucking amendment. You can change it. Fuck nuts. Yes. So that argument doesn't fly. I don't know if you saw the Jim Jeffries bit he did about 10, 15 years ago on it. It's fucking amazing. Yep. And, and puts it all in perspective as well. Look, I think, I think. The the when when the constitution was put in place when was it was it the eighteen hundreds or seventeen hundreds something yeah like it was that. that eighteen uh, yeah After I think Civil it was seventeen War. yeah seventeen hundreds I think yeah okay seventeen eighty eight so, or something so 
to, and that was put in there originally in the Constitution. It was the Second Amendment, right? So yep. hasn't 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 society changed since then? I mean, you would think so. I, you know, I, I mean, I remember when I went to last time I went to um, Austin because uh, we got a friend in Round Rock up north. We went to a diner, and there's a guy just sitting at the table with a. A, a holstered gun just you know um, I don't know if fuck what gun it was fucking Dirty Harry just sitting there and I I pointed to my to Max and I said look at that and he's gone far out imagine seeing that in <laughs> in in, a, in an Auckland diner um, it's just it's quite confronting um, yeah. I don't know why you need to have a gun um, I, I, I st- in saying that the English police and the New Zealand police still don't carry guns yeah I think that's ridiculous I think that's <laughs> I ridiculous think so. I think but, so too. But you know, but the 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 reason they need a gun is because it's their right to have to a gun. To bear arms. And and I just don't understand it. Like I, I understand that we Australia doesn't do many things right. But after Port Arthur, when it was this uh, it was carte blanche on the yeah. guns, it's the best thing John Howard ever did. Yeah. Right? And yep. he, it was, there was no questions asked. There was a, a, essentially a moratorium that just bring in your guns and they're gone and you are not allowed to have them. Uh, up to, yep. And you've got to be licensed or you've got to be this or you've got to be that and they've got to be, they've got to be locked in a gun. Like all these laws that we have. Hmm. And, you know, the, the proof's in the pudding, right? Like Australia and New Zealand, when's the last mass shooting that, that Australia and New Zealand have had? Like 10 years ago, the mosque shooting and that was an Aussie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's yeah. the last one. But probably. then, but, and then, and then before that, it was Port Arthur, right? So yeah, yep. It's it's it's. I don't know. Like, I think that. Come on, guys. Yeah. You talk about public safety. Then just get rid of the guns. You don't need yeah. them. Do you think? Do you think it's just too fucking late for over there? It's, I think it is. Three hundred thirty million people. Everyone's got a gun. You know, and and look. Yep. I, I, like my um my uncle when I went to when was it South Africa in ninety when did I go to South Africa ninety five ninety six no ninety six anyway he he had to carry a gun in his car because there were so many carjackings yes so he just whip out the gun and I don't know it's not that bad in America I wouldn't have thought there's not many carjackings in America I wouldn't have thought I haven't heard of many to carry a gun like that but. Yeah, it's a, it's a hard one. I think that I think the horse has bolted for the for the Americans, man, and and they've just got such a. And it's not ever, all of them. They've just you know a lot of the Americans I know don't own guns in America. Um, yeah, it's just the. I just go back to that Jim Jeffries bit. I'm not going to make it a comedy thing, but it's more a, an observation. Is he said? So if so, most people argue, oh, it's to to protect my family at home, right? So. Are you saying that if you're asleep and an intruder comes in, uh, you got the gun next to you in bed? Isn't it locked away in a in a, a security box? Usually, the guns yeah, in America it has to be in a safe. Yeah. Oh no, not so, in America. It doesn't. Doesn't it? No, I don't think it has to be in America. But what if you've got kids? Can you just have it sitting on the on your? Mate, have you seen table? all the movies that they have them up in shoe boxes and yeah. all this kind of stuff? Yeah. But I suppose if you're if you're a responsible gun owner and a responsible parent, you would lock your gun away, right, from your kids. So even if an intruder comes in, how the fuck are you going to get your gun in time? Because you've got to go to the yeah. security box and try and get it out. So anyway, I, I look, you've, I think they've got to try something. They've got to try something. But I think the yeah. horse is bolted for these guys. Seriously. <clears throat> okay, so here we go. Mm. In most states, you are not legally required to securely store your firearms using any particular device or method. Jesus. There you go. All right. Well. I just think they've missed... They've lost the plot. Change the amendment. Anyway. Yep. Move on. Okay. <laughs> That's what an amendment's for, to amend it. Anyway, um, next. What do you got? Oh, mate. This is hilarious, this one. Kiwi pensioner thought he was getting a COVID award. Got two kilograms of heroin instead. <laughs> what? Kiwi pensioner Eric Chang says he thought he'd flown to Thailand to pick up a COVID-19 award from the United Nations. Instead, it turned out to be two kilograms of heroin. 
The 77-year-old was arrested in July by the Australian Federal Police when they found the drugs in his luggage as he transited to Auckland through Melbourne on his way home from Thailand. He faces a charge of importing a marketable quantity of a border-controlled substance which could see him serve up to 25 years. So this white powder, which was heroin, uh, was in the lining of his suitcase. So, here's the story. Hang on a minute! <laughs> Have a listen. Hang on a minute! Yeah. Changi! Changstar! Yep. Ch- the they ch- don't hand out... They don't hand out COVID awards in the lining of your fucking suitcase, mate. <laughs> listen, listen. I've got to read the story, man, because it's just hilarious. Fuck it, You could do a movie or, or a TV show on this. <sighs> About 18 months before his arrest, Chang was contacted through WhatsApp. Oh, <laughs> fucking hell. By a, by a man who called himself George... The prosecution's statements of fact said he was told he needed to go to Bangkok to sign the certificate and pick up prizes <sighs> for other people back home. This is what Chang's lawyers say. Instead, he was duped into taking drugs in his luggage. While he was in Bangkok, a woman met Chang at his hotel and gave him a black carry-on bag with carry gifts for officials he would be meeting in Australia. Well, it was the police. He told, <laughs> he told police... That inside the bag he had only seen soap and clothing wrapped in plastic. After taking the gifts to the officials in Melbourne, Chang would then receive US $23 million and the certificate. <laughs> this is an elaborate Nigerian prince scheme. <laughs> oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. Um, what did he say? Uh, so, hang on. Uh, hang on a minute, hang on a minute. At which stage... Which stage... Do alarm bells yep. start ringing? Uh, look, he's seventy. I don't know what he's seventy-seven, right? Um, but but like, okay, fair enough. He's seventy-seven. Everyone he knows um, in the world isn't seventy-seven and a fucking idiot, right? <laughs> Surely someone says Changstar, mate. Uh, you're not doing that. But but hang yeah. on, how's it go? He goes. He sees his daughter, Gloria. Yep. He's like, oh, Gloria, Gloria, I've got this. I've won this amazing COVID reward. I've got to go to Bangkok. I've got to pick up the prizes. I've got to bring them back here. Yep. I've got to distribute them in Melbourne. Then they're going to pay me $23 million. Doesn't Gloria yep. go, hey, Changstar, pull your fucking head in, mate? Well, Ch- well, Chang's lawyer said his family claimed he had previously fallen for online scams, but this one had far more severe consequences. What is his family doing? I think it's his family's fault. If he's got a few screws loose and he's fallen to these before and he's told his family about this one his family have got a lot to answer for seriously maybe his family hated anyway. him they just wanted him to be caught uh, fuck maybe sounds but like an I, idiot uh, I just thought that was I mean we had a dearth of, of stories last week this week's been gold um, <laughs> there you go okay uh, don't fall by the way I nearly fell for a scam everyone I've spoken about it on the third or fourth podcast don't fall for this scam alright on WhatsApp, especially. Yeah, don't fall for anything on WhatsApp. In fact, don't, don't, uh, don't answer any messages from anyone on WhatsApp that you don't know. It's as simple yep. as that. What's a seventy-seven-year-old okay. doing on WhatsApp anyway? Seriously, <sighs> yeah, get a life. It's how he, how he organises his hookers. He <laughs> knew I was going to pay for him with the heroin, right? Or yeah. the twenty-three million US. Anyway. So we, we've actually spoken about this, what I'm going to talk about here before on the podcast. Oh, yeah. Um, but it revolves around Bali again. And, yep. and uh, the big rumour that, you know... Tu- Excuse me. The big, the big rumour that tourists... We're fucking really trolling now. The big rumour that tourists uh, will no longer be able to ride motorbikes or rent motorbikes in Bali. It's been circulating for a while. Now, oh, okay. I was in Bali in uh, in June and it was it was fine. Yep. Mm. The thing, it says here that, um, that look, there's not going to be a ban, but what they're doing is they're, they're starting to sort of crack down a bit with some, with some stricter rules being enforced. Um, meaning it will likely become harder for Australians to rent a motorbike in Bali. Now, okay. it says here, if you ride a motorbike, just as in Australia, you have to, you have, to have a helmet and a license for your safety, as well as that as other motorists. Okay. As for the crackdown on motorbikes, the laws have always existed, but we are just proceeding to push the enforcement of these laws. Wear a helmet. 
Wear yeah. a fucking helmet. Yeah. It's not hard. It's and it blows me it blows me away every time I go to Bali. I've been a number of numerous half a dozen, six or seven times. The amount of people that aren't wearing helmets, it's ludicrous. Yeah. It is ludicrous. Uh, I, yeah, I mean, if you're riding a bicycle, I get it. But a motorbike or a, or a mate, even a if you, but even in even in Bali, if you're riding yeah. a bicycle, you need to be wearing a you helmet. Need like to, the road, yeah, yeah. the the thing is, it's, it's organised chaos, right? So it's yeah. everyone seems to know what they're doing, and it, and it works. It really does. I was seriously concerned when I first hopped on. Nearly died in the first five minutes. Uh, but it was my own fault through no one else's fault. Yeah. And then I've been fine ever since. In fact, I, I'm super comfortable, but I always wear a helmet. Right? Yeah. Always. Yep. Now, what it also saying here is, is that lo- the laws do not ban tourists from renting scooters, only from renting them from unauthorized rental operators. How the fuck are we supposed to know <laughs> in Bali who's an authorized or an unauthorized... Um, yeah, I mean... Yeah. Even if there's a sticker up, I mean, they could fake the sticker quite easily. They fake some stuff in Bali. Um, yeah. How are you going to know, mate? How are you gonna it's know? Ridiculous. I agree with you, mate. I, I think I think where, especially with them, you're right though about bicycles as well. But if you've got on any two wheels, wear wear a helmet. I mean, it's just, just. And do you know what? If you don't, and you hurt yourself, guess what? Suck fuck. I don't care. If it's, it's up to you. you it's, this is where people need to take personal responsibility for themselves, right? If yep. you don't wear a helmet and you fuck up and you die, well, what are you supposed to do? You, you can't yep. legislate for idiots, right? You can't legislate no, you can't. for a lot idiots. Of, a lot of legislation is for idiots. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, yep. I've got a story, though, about Bali. So my, my nephew, Casey, went to Bali. He was on a motorbike. Not sure if he had a helmet on or not, so I can't... I assume he did because he rides bikes here, right? So he knows yep. what to do. He was flying down a road, and he didn't see a low-hanging electrical wire. Oh, shit. And he fucking nearly guillotined himself. Like, you should have seen the scar on his neck. Fuck me. He would have hit that at pace. It looked like he tried to hang himself. And so he, he didn't go to hospital or anything. I think he went straight to the pub. But, um, you know, that's... <laughs> Kiwis, Aussies on tour, right? But that was... Um, that was horrific. I saw it and went, fuck, man. Jesus, what have you done to yourself? Yeah. yeah low electrical wire. So, not you've only got you to have be, to wear a helmet, you've, you've got to be careful and have your eyes you've got open. To be on right? the, you've got to be super um, aware. Yeah. Yeah. You've got to fuck be super hell. aware. It's a there lot of fun go. over there. I love I love getting on the scooter over there. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, absolutely. And, it, you know, we can't, again, we can't stop us doing stuff that might have a little bit of risk because that's what life's about. If we sanitize life... Then what the fuck are we going to do? It's going to be fucking yep. boring, right? You know, let's ban bungee jumping. You know, fuck, fuck off. Anyway, we done that one. I agree. Yeah, I'm that done. Time? What do you got next? Cool. All right, this is a this is a this. I've got a couple. I've got three in a row, which are going to be very controversial, right? So I'm looking forward to this little little chat. Women across Iceland, including the prime minister, go on strike for equal pay and no more violence. Have you heard about this? No, I haven't. So, schools, shops, banks, and Iceland's famous swimming pools... Are they that famous? Shut on Tuesday as women in the volcanic island nation, including the Prime Minister, went on strike to push for an end to unequal pay and gender-based violence. Now, can I just... The first thing I want to say is 100% for gender-based violence. I get that, right? I get that. I'm very, very comfortable with that. The thing I don't get and I still don't get is around the unequal pay. And I I don't understand, again, in this day and age, why there is an unequal... Is there an unequal pay gap, for a start? And I think you've got some views on that in terms of uh, your experience, mate. But (laughs) why are they striking about it? I'm sure the Prime Minister can do something about it even she's striking okay so the obviously the gender pay gap is a bit of a hot topic I, i'm with you i'm not sure there is a as great a 
gender pay gap as what there once was. I think that's almost been rectified, hasn't it? Well, uh, it's been a topic for 30 fucking years. I hope it's been done. I, I, I I think if there is... It depends what they're talking about, right? Because they're trying to get... So, the two biggest insur- uh, insurance brokers here have just appointed women CEOs, right? So, yep. does that mean that they're not getting paid as much as a male CEO would? I, I don't know. So, I, don't, I, so I don't know. The question is, is that if, if I was to hire someone and I had a choice about hiring a male and a female, would I be offering them separate, different pays? No. No, you wouldn't. I would. Well, it depends on their experience as well. Are they? Are they? Well, this is so. And but I guess then that's the. That's it. I guess there's a lot of people that are justifying stuff through. Through other ways, if you know what I mean. Oh well, the reason that I offered this was because he has X or she has Y. Yeah. Um. I think women. I think women are at a disadvantage because, a lot of them go away and have kids. And so they've got potentially one, look, it might be one year, it might be two years, it might be three years away from the workforce, whereas the men who are at the similar position have probably gone up a little bit. So, you know, there's a natural part there where women are probably going to get paid less because they're not as experienced as blokes because they haven't had to go and have kids. I think think that's... I think that's a possible argument. I also think, um, but but in terms of if it's been step for step for step, then it's bullshit, right? Of course, women should be paid the same as blokes. Yeah, I I I, I don't know why it's well, I don't know why this is still a thing, and I don't know how it's still a thing. And I read somewhere that women it's aren't still as f- negotiating negotiating with their boss pay rises and stuff as well. Well, do you know what? Not my problem. It's still a thing because people are making it a thing. <laughs> like us or me. No, no, but I, <laughs> but like these people that are, you know, if the uh, fuck the world was easier in the 1980s and 1990s. <laughs> just in it general. Felt, felt like it, mate. It just like in it. general. It just like in it. general. Well, no, no, no. It was like it, and I know that's because we were only fucking teenagers and early twenties. But it it did not seem this difficult. Yeah, you know, no. you've got to be so fucking careful. I just saw recently. I saw a video that a a, a, a bloody governor of a state in the in the US um, banned all woke terms. She actually made a law to ban all woke terms. So stuff like pregnant person and um, all this kind of shit, you just weren't allowed to say it anymore. So they weren't allowed to say pregnant person. No, because people are going, well, if you're pregnant, it's a pregnant woman, right? Because you have to be a fucking oh, woman sorry, to yeah, get yeah. pregnant. Sorry, pennies dropped. Yeah, sorry, gotcha. Right? So yeah, now yeah, yeah. I'm saying it's a pregnant person. Why, why, why would you say pregnant woman? Because you have to be a woman to get pregnant. Well, no, yes. identify as a fucking uh, coffee cup. Like it's so she's gone through and she's banned a lot of woke Good. speech. Good on her. And uh, and yeah, so this, especially in the schools, that kind of stuff where it's like, sorry, no, we're not doing this. Yeah, good. We're just not going to do it anymore. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see whether we get to a point where people just go, enough's enough. Yeah, I know we probably yep. never the gender thing, the gender gap is probably always going to be fought. Because yeah. there's always going to be someone that thinks they're being paid less because they have a vagina, or they're being paid more because they have a penis. Yeah. Uh, and sport is the perfect example. Like that is yep. the argument oh, for. Don't get me started on that. No, no, no. The argument <clears throat> for gender uh, pay equality in sport from a gender perspective is ridiculous, and I don't Agreed. even want to touch that because. And we've have spoken <laughs> about it here on the podcast, but we it have. is it is ridiculous and. F- Honestly, if a woman can do exactly the same job as a man, has exactly has the same experience, can do the same job, then she should be paid the same. Absolutely. It's the same 100%. as in sport. If they can generate the same amount of income, if they can get the same bums on seats, yep. if the quality is the same, then they should be paid the same. If they warrant Absolutely. it, it should be rewarded. 
they shouldn't just be paid the same because they want to be paid the same. I couldn't agree more. And do you know what I say to all the women out there who listen to our podcast? Go and support sport yourself. Don't leave it to the men to support it. I thought I thought what you said to the women that uh, listen to this podcast is, what's for dinner, Tash? Yeah, look, I'm looking forward to dinner tonight. I'm quite hungry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not far away oh, for dinner from you. It's, it's, it's hours no. away from me. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, look, I, look, I, look... I, I just don't get why the Prime Minister is also striking. I mean, she's in a... It's, it goes back to kind of like what you said about Albanese saying what he wanted with the voice. I mean, yeah. you're the Prime Minister. You, you, you can't... You should be doing this through your politics. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, you've been voted to run the country in Iceland. Run the fucking country. Don't go on strike. Sorry. Yep. That's what I think about her. Um, and do what you can. You've got. You're in the. You're in the best position. You, whatever your name is, I don't even know what your name is. Iceland's prime minister doesn't even say what her name is. You are in the best position to attack these issues. Yeah. Do it. Anyway, but I'm wholeheartedly obviously against no more violence against women. But again, it's 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 like it's like they in in New Zealand they've tried to get zero death toll uh, road death toll. It's like saying, let's try and get zero violence against women. It's just never going to happen. And I, I, I like the sentiment in terms of what you're trying to do. But you've got idiots behind the wheel, so people are going to die. And you've got fuckwits who haven't taken on civilization and their back DNA is still to the fore too much and are fucking assholes and do shit to women. Yeah. It's just, unfortunately, it's always going to happen. Yes, we need to try and curb that and break the cycle. I get that. But zero is never going to get... You're never going to get zero. You're never going to get zero. Mm. No, agreed. 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 All right. I got... This is my last one. Oh. I have found a way for people to get out of the Church of Scientology. Oh. Okay. Is this for Tom? Is this for Tom? Just to let Tom know? Oh, I don't think Tom will go to these extremes. Mm-hmm. Danny Masterson, the actor from that 70s show, who has been charged with rape. Oh, yep, yep, yep. Expelled from Scientology after rape conviction. So he's been sentenced to 30 years behind bars. Wow. So he has now been excommunicated from the Church of Scientology and been ruled or declared a suppressive purchase uh, a suppressive person which the church labels someone whose behavior seeks to impede the spiritual progress of those around him so that's their reason not that yep. he raped someone yep no exactly exactly right as a result this means <laughs> any me. fellow scientologist who knows masterson will be forced to cut ties or face similar treatment so if you don't cut ties with him you will be labelled a suppressive person as well. So his wife or now ex-wife who has filed for divorce, uh, Bijou Phillips, good sort. Really? Uh, and and his own family are members of mm. the church. Oh, so God. they're going to have to cut ties with him. Wow. Yep. Well, going back to the last thing we just talked about. Hang a on a minute. Hang on a minute. Surprisingly, however, despite Masterson's conviction and the church's subsequent ousting, it is believed the organization still consider him to be innocent of all charges. So, (laughs) fucking hell. This is why Scientology is a fucking joke. Yep. (laughs) I don't think we have to spell that out to our listeners how stupid that is. Yep. Um, Yep. So, like I said, going back to the last one, violence against women, he's a fuckwit, right? Should go to jail. Yep. yep got yep, done. 100%, fuck off. 100%. The, uh, the more to the point is the way Scientology have dealt with this, and it just... I, I don't know how... People must be at some of their weakest moments to get involved in that shit. They must be. They must be. It's just yep. a fucking joke. It's a, it's a guy who wrote fucking science fiction novels who started a religion how how can you think this is right or correct or you, you're fucking mental 
<laughs> You're yeah. mental. Yeah. Um, it, yeah. How's yeah. the Gold Coast chapter going, mate? Going all right? Excellent. Yeah, we're uh, I'm a um I'm a fourth <laughs> level triple phoenix and oh, uh right. I get I get my I get my red robes um on, on mm. the third of November. So oh, congratulations. I'm very excited. Excellent. All right. Well I look forward to seeing you in them uh, when I come over. Yeah, absolutely. In December. Oh mate, I absolutely. don't know what else to go with that. Scientology is the biggest joke. And how people fall for that shit. Again, like I said, they, they must be at a real poor part of their life, a down part of their life to get caught up in that shit. Yep. Anyway. It's ridiculous. Anyway, move anyway. on. Hey, before I forget, have you seen The Fall of the House of Usher on Netflix? Yes, I have. Fucking some of the best TV I've ever seen. Yeah, I enjoyed it. It's very good. Fuck, it was good. The acting was amazing. Apart from the, yeah. the oldest son, he was a bit of a dick actor but the rest were outstanding. outstanding henry thomas yeah very good very good anyway that's a little aside um, it's a good show yep uh have you finished it i'm done that's all i want to oh, say done? scientology shit <clears throat> if you want to get out of it rape a heap of birds oh god um mm. i'll go back to something a bit lighter excuse the pun when you hear it dwayne johnson's new wax figure is missing melanin <laughs> Look up Dwayne Johnson's new wax figure, everybody, including you, Whitey. Yep. And you will see that I call you Whitey. I think you can now call Dwayne Johnson a Whitey. Because <laughs> the French wax people from the Gravin oh, Museum God. have made him white, not black. Um. <laughs> Guys, pause. Seriously, pause this it's, podcast. It's very have funny. A look, fuck me. It, 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 it. He's whiter than I am. But sorry, yeah. Not, not Dwayne Johnson. The wax figure is whiter than I am. It's pretty amazing. Oh fucking hell! Seriously, how can you get it? So, that's the French for you, though. How can you get it so wrong? I mean. Uh, so, and, and there was a video about it. It was a 10 days to recreate. And they did this video for it. And they said, so much research was necessary to match the rock's tattoos perfectly. Couldn't you have got the fucking darkness of your skin the right color? I mean, come on. You're better than that. I don't Are they redoing it again? I think they are. Jesus anyway, Christ. in recent years, Rihanna and Nick, Nicki Minaj have had wax figures made to their likeness for better or worse. I can't wait to look them up. Black Panther star Angela Bassett and Blink-182 drummer Travis Barker also among the lucky handful to have scary, scarily accurate lifelike figures of their own. Well, I don't think it's scarily accurate for Dwayne Johnson, unfortunately. No. Oh, God. Missing melanin. That's quite... I think that was what he said. <laughs> Jesus Christ. what Dwayne Johnson said. Anyway, I thought that was quite a... Have you been to Madame Tussauds or any of those... Uh, yeah, I have actually. Yeah. yeah, one of the most boring fucking half an hours of my life. Who gives a yeah. fuck about a wax sculpture of a famous person? Yep, yep. I hear you. How is that a tourist attraction? Well, it's well marketed. Well, and then people taking photos with them as if it's like the real thing. Yeah, yeah. Photo I mean, with Jason Donovan in his Technicolor dream coat. <laughs> <laughs> That was so you could masturbate with on it afterwards. That's all. Mm. That's the hours, hours worth. Hey, mm. now, now, every week I put my name into the studio. You know what do you call it? Podcast video link that we have. Yep. And what does it read this week? Uh, it's a wit cunt. Wit cunt. Now, what could have that be from? Well, if I was, uh, if I was a uh, Englishman. Or who do they play? They play English in English. Yeah, I think. the English. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I think it might stand for white cunt. Right, but it doesn't. What's does it stand no. for? White side in Afrikaans. Right. Yes, it's my friend. It is Witkant, which is white side. So they're still looking. I don't think they've come. Have they come to a conclusion on this? Because well, I don't think they have. I don't think they have. Um, so, yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? So, curry, it was curry, right? Curry, the full, oh, I don't even know, the flanker. Yep. Said that, um, the black, bongi, bonam, bonambi. Well done. It, 
Well done. Thank you. I got it on the second attempt. <laughs> Fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, strange. Um, called him a white cunt in the... Oh, was it the 70th? No, it was earlier in the game. Um, but apparently, because all of the South Africans basically talking Afrikaans and so no one knows what they're saying or doing yeah. and part of that, Vitkant is white side. So he, was, he says he was talking about the ball being on the white side. And if you know England, they're on the white side. Now, that's all great. And, I, and I'm happy with that. Play on. My issue is, if he had said that, <clears throat> if he'd actually said that directly to... If a black player had actually said that to a white player, is that different from a white person saying something derogative to a black player? It shouldn't be. It shouldn't be. Should it? Shouldn't Do you know be. what I don't understand? Do you know what I don't understand? What's that? I don't see colour when I see cunts. I just see cunts. <laughs> so if I see someone, I just go, you're a cunt. Yeah. And I don't give a fuck what the colour of your skin is. So I called many people cunts on the football field. You know, many shades of colours. Yeah. So yeah. But when yeah, yeah. But when you see me, you say, "Oh, you're a sick cunt," and say that in a really good way, right? Well, maybe. <laughs> maybe. I love the cunt word. I love it. It's one of my favourite. I use it often, and in front yeah, of I women. Use- and yeah, I, I use it a, a lot. Fuck. No, I use it a lot. Yeah. But I usually say it with a K, so it's a bit softer. <laughs> fuck off. <laughs> fuck off. No, no, no. So, so what do, do you, you think? What? Do you know what? Black people have had millions of years of... Imp- or whatever, fucking... Lost, a lot of time of oppression. If a black person said, you're a white cunt to me on a footy field... I wouldn't give a flying toss. I would not care. No. I would not care. If he called me a white cracker whore, I don't care. I mean, seriously, let's put this in perspective. Eng- the, those, those English players are pussies, and that's what it comes down to, and they, were lo- and they lost. So go fuck yourself. Um, you know, And lo- like you said, if it was a 100% pure... Not white or black, um, pure. You know everything was equitable. Then yes, a black player calling someone a white cunt wouldn't wouldn't be great, and I and I wouldn't obviously condone it. But come on, just man up and get on with it. The, the black people have had oppression for the past fucking thousands of years. Just get over yourself, walk off. You lost. Fuck off. You know. Yep. You know what I mean. Yep. Anyway. Absolutely. Absolutely. I Look, I, I'm sure that the uh, the whole nation of New Zealand breathed a collective sigh of relief with the All Blacks making it to the final. Yeah, th- th- look, yeah, I watched it with my in-laws, um, yep. and it's fair to say the women folk are a bit more nervous than me and my father-in-law. My father-in-law and I, after 10 minutes, said, well, fuck, New Zealand are going to kill Argentina here. And I said 50 no, points. That- and it if was the game. Ma- if Moanga yeah. could have kicked, it would have been fifty points. No, it was the game. It was the game before that was the the, the scary yes. one for them. I yeah, think they were never was. they were never going to lose to Argentina. No, uh, I think that no. it was the week before that against Ireland that was the one that was the the one that obviously was everyone was a bit nervous about from a New Zealand yeah. perspective, and the reason that uh, the the talk about the draw and how you've got top four teams playing each other in the quarterfinals and all that yeah. kind of shit. But you know the the uh, of of what was um, two very very good games of rugby the week before, uh, not so much uh, the, in the in the semi final where New Zealand has just destroyed the Argentinians, and the South Africa whilst it was close uh, wasn't much of a game like it was four penalty goals and a field goal, um, or three penalty goals, well four penalty goals and a field goal for England to get to fifteen. Yeah, so well, the, the, the stat was the second five eight, who's one of the best centres in the world for England. I can't remember his name. Yeah, touched the ball for the first time in the thirty seventh minute. Yeah, which is a fucking disgrace, to be yep. honest. Yeah, so it's a disgrace and, and a poor advertisement for a, a code which is trying to get more worldwide <coughs> and against a whole bunch of other sports. Oh, you're right there. Yep. You're about to choke. <clears throat> 
Yep. Uh, no, I agree. I think that they're now talking about putting um, six more teams in the next World Cup, which is in Australia in 2027. Uh, so there'll be 24 teams, which is just another grab oh, for cash. Fuck. So it'll go uh, for three months. Yeah. Yeah. I but do remember the last Australia actually. Is anyone in Australia actually going to go watch it in four years' time? I'm not. Was anyone I'm in Australia? Shit. Is anyone in Australia going to be playing rugby in four years' time? That's probably a big question. Well, it's... Uh, but <laughs> yeah, look, I think that I remember the last time in 2003 when we had the World Cup that it felt like it went for a long time here in Australia. It just felt like it was, yeah, you know, it was constantly on. Uh, yeah. So adding six more teams to it. Is a bit of a stretch. Fuck. So who's who are the six teams that are going to? No, make no, they'll it be then? second tier teams. So, so back so in two thousand three, I don't. So Chile. the good thing about really about this World Cup is that there's obviously that the second some of the second tier and third tier nations have sort of really stood up yeah. and poor Portugal and been strong. Fiji. And yeah, and there, yeah. and I think there was my I think New Zealand won a game by like ninety something this World Cup. Yeah, but in. Back in 2003, there were scores over 100, and they were quite yeah. regular, like probably four or five scores over 100. I know that maybe New Zealand beat Japan by 100, Australia beat like someone else, Namibia or someone by 100. Yeah. It was it was like, you know, and the good thing about this World Cup is there's not really been that. So if you then bring six more teams in, you're going to start finding scores that are back over 100. Now, will it, is it a big, bigger picture than they'll be better for it? Maybe so, but, you know... It's taken 20 years to get to a point think, where the second-tier yeah. nations aren't that way. Yeah, and I, th- I think the IAU will be ruining the day they gave the next World Cup to Australia because no one gives a fuck in Australia. Yeah, it's going to be a very interesting four years, mate. It's going to be a very interesting what, four years. What years? That's going to be 2027, yeah. And Australia, yeah, 27. I mean... I don't know anyone that watches it anymore, mate, in Australia. Yeah. I, I honestly yeah. well, don't. Well, there's, there's still no real confirmation on whether Eddie Jones is staying or going. Oh, uh, you know, anyway, I, I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> we'll get you we'll get you on one. But look, yeah. uh, looking forward um, to this game on Sunday morning, 8 o'clock, that kickoff here. Look, uh, look I, I'm more than happy if New Zealand win playing open rugby. Yep. But I think South Africa are going to draw them into an absolute forwards battle, kicking for touch, kicking for territory. Um, they're going to make sure their defence is on par and they're going to go into a real grind, I think. I think that's what's going to happen with this game. Look, New Zealand, I hope, will run away with it, you know, in the last 10, 15. Um, but um, South Africa have got, have got the... The, the, the guns to do that as well I think so look I think it's it's probably the, the best final we could have hoped for yeah uh, especially because it's two southern hemisphere sides um, but you know I think I, I, I'm surprised that they had well sorry no I'm not sorry I'm surprised that they couldn't get it that Ireland and France played in the, in the final because I think that's what the northern hemisphere would have wanted yeah so they should have done yep. better with that Yep, but uh, anyway. at least one of them, at least one of them get in. Yep, yep. So yep. look, I was born in South Africa, so I could go for South Africa. I have lived in New Zealand, and I'm going to be a citizen of New Zealand next year, so I could go for New Zealand. Uh, but I'm going to go for Portugal in this game. Just uh, go for the underdog. Go Figo. <laughs> how about how about the, have you been watching any of the cricket World Cup? Uh no, a little bit. <laughs> Either of mine. I woke up this morning and had on the morning breakfast news and saw that Australia had beaten the Netherlands by 309 runs and went... Did you see that Maxwell scored a... Yeah. Did you see Maxwell scored a 44-run 100? Yeah, I saw some of those. Mm. Yeah, they showed it on the news here. Yeah, flat track bully. Old flat track bully uh, Maxwell. Yeah, and did you see the way he celebrated, though? Oh, mate. What a fucking wanker. Seriously. (laughs) Yeah. Who the... He's such a tosser. Oh, yeah. and, I, and I can tell you now, all my New Zealand friends will agree with me. Um, <laughs> Maxwell, he's got all the talent in the world. He's got yeah, all the talent in the world. And then he then he flat track bullies the Netherlands and acts like a fucknut when he when he gets his hundred. I mean, show some humbleness, mate. Seriously, you're not you're not playing India at their best, okay? So fuck off. Seriously. Yep. Perfect. 
But I can't believe they're fourth after their start, but losing two games. And they're fourth now just behind New Zealand, who have won four and we've won three or something. Oh, yeah, I think, I, I think, yeah, it is a weird World Cup. I think Australia, they've, if they beat, I think they've just got to, they've really just got to win. They've got to beat either England or they've got to beat New Zealand. They should finish in the four. Um, well, England have been terrible. England have been terrible. Now, this is so good. This is so good because <laughs> it is, it's Baz Ball's come back to bite them. Fucking you know, and it's just they got bowled out for 170 and 22 overs this week. And what's the point of scoring at eight and a half an over if you get bowled out in 22 overs? Yeah, that's fucking dumb cricket, isn't it? Just yeah. dumb. But this is just this is dumb. the whole thing. It's the whole like, oh, we're going to die looking good, right? It's like, <laughs> you know, live fast, die young. Like, no, nah, sorry, I, I want to live a little bit more than than that. And I think that it's coming back to bite them on the ass. We'll call it James Dean cricket. What do you reckon? <laughs> yeah, that's it. 27 club. Fucking hell. What'd you bring Seriously. now? Oh, but it's good to see England go bad in cricket. It always is. It's good to see them always in the semis. Um, really happy. Um, hello, all our English listeners. I love you. I love it. I, don't get me wrong. I love England. I love the English people. Don't like the sporting teams at all. Mm. <laughs> Concur. Con- concur. Concur. Okay, concur. mate. Look, it's been an absolute pleasure. Ooh, it has. Hasn't I think it? next. I think. I think next week we should do another conspiracy episode. Let's. Uh, let's refer on that. Okay. Um, All right. We we'll could do we a go. deep dive into uh, Scientology or something like that. But uh, Ooh, I think we'll, we've probably idea. still got a few on the list that we didn't touch on in the oh, in the two episodes that we could. Of course. We could go back to and. Um, but anyway, next week's uh, let's let's do a conspiracy version. Okay, sounds good. That was fun, mate. It's been Locked an absolute pleasure. Cheers, Matthew. People, keep listening, share to your friends or at least to someone, um, and we'd appreciate it. But from the team at Trans Tasman Gibberish, it is bye for now. Bye, all the women listeners. Oh.